December. December 1st. Uh, it is a Thursday. I am doing my podcast a day early because I'm traveling tomorrow after my show for our winter concert for Alice at 97.3. That's the station I'm on. So here I am on a Thursday. 24 shopping days left until Christmas. That's insane. Maybe 23 if we're not counting today. Like, are we shopping today? I don't know. I'm not. Anyways, happy December. Before we dive into what the hell happened, I need to talk about a sensitive topic. It's not sensitive. Uh, it's something I'm suffering from, and maybe you are too. It is called the food fucking. It's clearly a legit medical term if you want to look it up. It is the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas slash New Year's really, really, if you're talking about what when I suffer from it, it's all the way through New Year's. And it is the time where you just eat and say, fuck it, because you're like, well, am I going to be good now? I have this Christmas party this weekend or my company's having this event or there's always like 562,000 fucking tins of cookies or chocolate or fudge in the kitchen where you work, right? Or people send you shit. And so you just every day, week, weekend, say fuck it all the way through <laughs> Christmas and New Year's. And then you wonder why none of your fucking clothes fit. But yes, that is the food fucking. I'm suffering from it. Hi, my name is Vanessa Hale and I am a sufferer of food fucking. And you probably are too. So yeah, you know what? Fuck it. That's what stretchy pants are for everyone. Uh, sweatpants for the win. If you work from home, right, you don't even need leggings. You just take it one notch lower and throw on the sweatpants. I am currently wearing them myself. So, yes, that is the food fucking. If you're suffering, you are not alone. All right. And let's get into it. The week of November 28th, what the hell happened? I'm starting with my favorite story. It is something for some reason I have been obsessed with since it happened. I don't know why I usually could care less about Hollywood couples and I didn't enjoy this. I put a bet on it. Well, a bet with myself. Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles. When they first got together, I laughed and laughed and I went on air on my show and I said, I give this bad boy six months, six months tops. I was way wrong. It lasted two years. But here's the thing. We need to rewind. I didn't do a podcast last week. That is when they split up because I was sick. Also, it was Thanksgiving, and in all honesty, was anyone really going to listen to my podcast, right? <laughs> like, come on. Truth hurts, but it's fine. You probably weren't. So here we are. So last week, Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles split. And this is where it bothered me from the beginning. Olivia is 38 years old, 10 years Harry Sr., okay? He's 28. She's divorced, has two children. Now, there's nothing wrong with that part. People get divorced with kids and move on all the time. But the 10 years, 10 years. And some say, you know what, Vanessa, love knows no age. And you're right. Love knows no age. But love eventually knows an age with a 10-year gap. When you get older, 28, 38, fine. Yeah, we're cool. We're cruising along. But fast forward down the line, and 10 years is a lot. We're talking he is into possibly... Old saggy man balls status if he's the elder. You're not ready for those. You're still young and spry or vice versa. I don't know what a woman would have. Saggy tits maybe. I don't know. And then, you know, it's all fun and games until they want to eat dinner at 4 p.m. and be in bed by 7. So, yes, love should know an age at some point in this world. But anyways, I just thought it was weird. He's still so young and she has two children. That's a lot of responsibility to take on. So from the get-go, I said six months. Here we are. It lasted two years 
And they said it's an amicable split. And maybe it was. Who knows? Uh, You know, you see all sorts of things in tabloids and gossip sites. And is it true? Is it not? I don't know. And I guess the reason for it was he's now going to be touring abroad, right? Like he did his love on tour here in the States. And it's a lot. It's you're moving all over the place. She has kids. She can't be in another country all the time. So I guess they said this was the decision. It's best for everyone, whatever. Well, the plot thickens. Diving into someone else I could really care less about, Kendall Jenner, God help me, and the things that I discuss on this podcast. But I just think something's a little fishy here. This is my job. I look and read these things all day. So Kendall Jenner is the ex of Harry Styles. Well, just around the same amount of time, she splits with her beau of, I think, also two years about NBA star Devin Booker. They also cited uh, schedule differences and they're all doing different things and it makes it tough. I feel that's really like the excuse of every Hollywood couple, right? Which, fine, it's none of our business. So say, oh, you know, we're both busy. I don't care, but it's obviously uh, not the truth in my opinion. So Kendall and Harry are exes. I didn't know that. Well, it seems they've been... uh, crying on each other's shoulder if you will hanging out and I don't think they split up with their significant others for each other but like how quickly do these people in Hollywood rebound like just broke up and they're already like hey and sources close I always use sources with air quotes if you listen to my radio show you know I do that because who the fuck is the source who's the source anyone can be the source and they put the source in the article but here we are a source said that They're just friendly and have always kept in touch over the years and it's nothing and quote, they are not rekindling at this moment, end quote. And that is where I say the plot thickens because at this moment, why are they leaving that window open? If they've been friends all these years and just saying, hey, are you okay? Yeah, I'm sad. Are you okay? Yeah, you know, I'm hanging in and moving on. But anyways, here we are talking about Hollywood couples I could care nothing about. But finally, Harry and Olivia broke up. Sorry, dude, that was never going to last hate on me if you want to I was not here for that relationship whatsoever moving on into other happy Hollywood couple news Kim Kardashian and Kanye West their divorce is settled and I am so torn on both of these I am not a fan of Kim Kardashian good for her and whatever she does I buy some of her skims products so I guess I'm not a complete hater but that whole family just rubs me the wrong way I don't know there's something weird there Kanye West is liked I would say almost by no one right now he's he's gone off the deep end but it sucks for me because I truly believe he is unmedicated we know he's bipolar God knows what else and this is truly the outcome of mental illness when it is not taken care of so it's a bummer not making excuse for his actions but here we are him freaking out and talking about things that I won't repeat here on my podcast so they have settled for their divorce This is where I think it's hysterical, okay? Like, it just makes you realize these people live in la-la land. Like, money-wise, lifestyle-wise, it's insane. And I know we know this already, but when you see it broken down in numbers, it's hysterical. So I guess they're going to have joint custody, which is great. I don't think anyone should be kept from their parents. Maybe from Kanye right now while he gets his shit together. But I think kids should have access to both their parents unless there's abuse or otherwise. However... The money in the situation is what cracks me up. So you have child support when you have children. So Kim is going to get, this is a month, not a year, okay? Every month, that's how child support is paid, $200,000 a month for their children. Now, I know child support is typically based on 
income and what you make and things going on. And these people don't even have salaries, right? They have all these things coming in at all different times of the year. So $200,000 compared to what they make, maybe it's not a big deal, but they have five kids and what are they doing? Some are small. They're not all like going out with their friends and doing things. What the fuck are you doing for $200,000 a month? Now let's put this in perspective. I looked this up. This is what some website said it seemed to be I looked at a few websites it seems to be the consensus so the average salary in the U.S. average spanning across all of the United States in 2022 is $53,490 that's what the average person here makes in a year and in one month they're getting $200,000 for, for the children. Oh, my disgusting sick laugh. I'm sorry. Um, anyways, to put that in perspective for you, but here's where it's hysterical. Remember when they first, I guess, separated, I don't know, split from each other and Kanye West was kind of like, fuck you and bought a house right next door to Kim Kardashian. I actually thought it was hilarious. But come on, even if you split and still get along and co-parent, no one wants their fucking ex. I don't care how good you get along. Living right next door to him, but he stopped doing stuff to the house Nothing was going on. So I guess he gave her the house in the settlement. And when I'm first reading this, I'm like, what? she doesn't fucking want that house, right? Like, what do you mean he gave it to her? So she takes over and she's responsible for all the expenses that come along with it, the taxes, stuff like that. And I'm like, what is she doing? Well, it's obviously clear, right? She's like, yeah, fine. I'll take on all the expenses because obviously she can afford it. Get you the fuck away from me. And then uh, some rumors are showing some stuff that she's probably going to knock it down and just expand it to her property that already exists. And I'm like, you know what? That's actually fucking genius. So he gave away the house. It doesn't have to deal with the responsibility of it. And she's able to say kick fucking rocks. It's excellent. And my passion for embracing Hollywood couples and their drama is slightly sad. And I might be questioning where I stand in my life currently at this moment, but it's fine. I'm not ashamed. I am who I am. Uh, it's just nice to dabble in other people's drama instead of your own, right? Totally. And the last thing that I want to dive into is, I don't even know if this is pop culture. I don't even know what this is fucking considered, but Elf on a Shelf. When it first came out, I'm like, this is great. This is genius. It's a great way to interact with kids, whatever, I have the nugget. It's not mine. If you follow me, you know it is my best friend's kid. But my best friend is like my sister. So this kid's like my niece, right? This is this is my tiny human. But she's eight, so not so tiny anymore. And we kind of think this is the last year we got with the magical part of holidays and her, right? It's like, I don't think next year she's going to be believing in Santa and tooth fairies and fucking rabbits and other weird animals that we create for our childhood to make it all exciting and just to bring us down and say, by the way, they're fake and your parents did this the whole time. Like the older I got, the more I was like, what kind of fucked up shit is this? But in the in the moment of it, it's exciting. So Elf on a Shelf, they brought this into this kid, I think a couple years ago. She's pumped for it this year. It got here today, which is December 1st. I guess that's when the elves come out. I don't know. I don't read the fucking books. And then they stay through Christmas and then go away, right? And the fact that a kid thinks it's normal that this doll is just doing different things around the house, like shows up one day, leaves your life. And like, where does it go? Like, do kids not ask these questions? They ask why, why, how, how uh, about everything. But Elf on the Shelf, we're cool on. Fucking bunny rabbits sneaking baskets into your house. We're okay. But here's the thing. They went on vacation today. So this morning the kid gets up. I got like, oh, the fucking Elf is back. She's all pumped, sitting on her dresser, which again is super creepy, but they don't think it is. And they're like, 
hey, so we're out of town, but every day this elf has to do something. So if you could set set up the elf in different positions each day and send a picture. And I don't mind this at all. I love this kid. I think it's super fun and exciting. But now that I'm doing it myself, I just, like, I'm starting to question the whole thing of it. And I'm just like hanging it from something. And I had to pretend that I walked in a room and was like, whoa, look at this crazy elf. It's just all so weird. And I feel it's awkward. And whoever came the fuck up with it is filthy rich, but also what's happening. Anyways, I thought I'd dabble in that because I had to set up an elf for the first time today for a small child. And I don't know if I'm helping ruin her childhood or make it better. So <laughs> I'm participating and possibly just fucking up one kid at a time. It's great. And always ending this podcast with the number one song in the country. And no, my friends, it has not changed. It is still Taylor Swift's anti-hero. All right. That is that. You guys have an amazing weekend. Uh, Godspeed with the crowds and holiday shopping if you are going out and about. All right. And that is what the hail happened. <laughs>